Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. We're in studio here by Lorraine, Anne and Shane joining us on the other end of the telephone. We've been threatening to, to go through the sacraments as best we can uh, throughout the uh, um, for the first few months of this year. We seem to have been busy. But um, this week we twisted Lorraine's arm and asked Lorraine, as usual, because myself and Shane and Anne says we're too busy, so we'll give it to somebody <laughs> who works 23 hours a day and still got an hour left, uh, Lorraine. So we'll ask Lorraine maybe... Uh, to share something with us, please, on the sacraments, and this time the sacrament of matrimony, the sacrament of marriage. Now, I have to say, John, that I'm talking about this from the point of view of theory, yes. because neither <laughs> Shane nor myself are actually married, so we will be throwing it over to yourself and Anne as well. Um, just uh, as our listeners, our regular listeners would know, we have been doing a series on the sacraments, And because we covered the first sacrament at the service of communion and mission last week, i.e. Holy Orders, uh, because we had that interview with our diocesan seminarian, Aidan O'Rourke, and our vocations director, Father Leslie McNamara, we said that this week would be a good time to look at the sacrament of marriage or the sacrament of matrimony Mm -hmm. this week, the second sacrament at the service of communion and mission. So, just to recap... The seven sacraments are divided into, first, the sacraments of Christian initiation, and they are baptism, confirmation, and Holy Eucharist. And then we have the sacraments of healing, which is penance or reconciliation, which is all about our spiritual healing, and the anointing of the sick, which is more about the physical healing. And then we have two beautiful sacraments at the service of communion and mission, holy orders and matrimony. And these confer a special grace for a particular mission in the church to serve and build up the people of God. So these sacraments contribute in a special way to communion and to the salvation of others. So when we're talking about the sacrament of matrimony, we need to take a step back, if you like, and go to scripture. And scripture begins with the creation of man and woman in the image and likeness of God. And then if you jump right to one of the hardest books of scripture to understand in the entire world, the book of Revelations, we have the vision of the wedding feast of the Lamb. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you have kind of a wedding or a marriage, a matrimony at the start and a matrimony at the end. So God, who created us out of love, John, as you mentioned at the start Mm -hmm. of the program, he also calls us to love. And love is a fundamental and innate vocation of every human being. And the mutual love of a man and woman in the sacrament of matrimony is an image of that absolute and unfailing love with which God loves all human beings. And when we're going through the Old Testament, we can see how the Old Testament prophets, for example, Hosea and Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Malachi, they begin to see God's covenant with Israel in the image of that exclusive mm. and faithful mm. married love. It's an interesting one, actually, Lorraine, because Hosea's one is actually, is, it's, it's the most strange kind of um, a view, because Hosea's presentation is, uh, he sees the people of Israel and the community of Israel and their understanding as, as that of a prostitute. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he's encouraged by God as symbol of God's love for the people that have fallen away from him, actually, that they, he, will, you know, he marries a fallen woman. But, and then, of course, the other great book that speaks about marriage and love, of course, is the Song of Songs, mm-hmm. the Canticle of Canticles from, from uh, well, it's attributed to Solomon. Uh, it's known as the Song of Solomon or the Song of Songs. And, of course, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, uh, poetic uh, book. But if anyone actually was to pick it up, I don't know if you've ever, I recently reread it, parts of it, because I, I wrote a piece for the blog, mm-hmm. and reflecting on it. And it's actually, it's very graphic. <laughs> like, I came across, I was reading a person that had wrote, written a commentary on the Song mm-hmm. of Songs, and he described it almost as being X-rated. <laughs> you know, but, it, it's, but it's that whole idea, of course, that matrimony and union flows through the whole Old Testament. Absolutely. And that whole idea of how much God loves his people is gradually, gradually, gradually revealed throughout Scripture until the revelation of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, coming into the world. So when we start to look at that covenant between God and between his people Israel, it kind of gives us a better sense of the covenant between the man and the woman, the husband and the wife in the sacrament of matrimony. So just having a look at Jesus then, he performs his first sign at the wedding feast of Cana. And the church would see this miracle as kind of a confirmation, a reaffirmation of the goodness of marriage and a confirmation of the fact that marriage will be what's known as an efficacious sign or an effective sign of Christ's presence in the world. That's a lot of big words. It is. It's a that down for people. It kind of means that when a man and a woman their marriage is based on the great love that God has for us. So we know that if if we start to read through the creed and, and spend some time with it, we see that God has given himself to us so that we can give ourselves to God. And in the sacrament of matrimony, it's the same kind of exchange that takes place. It's a covenant where one person gives themselves entirely to the other person. So in that way, they're a sign of the way Christ has given himself entirely for us. So because of that, Jesus taught that the matrimonial union of man and woman in the sacrament is indissoluble. Now, it's very important to say here that we cannot, we do not judge anybody's marriage. We just can't. Um, We know that any relationship is difficult. And there may be people out there listening this morning thinking, I tried everything to save my marriage. And our hearts go out to you. They really do. And this is going to be coming up again a little bit maybe in October when we start looking at the Synod on the Family, mm-hmm. where um, the church is, is kind of taking a serious look again at the whole annulment process and what happens there. Now, I have to say an annulment is completely different to divorce. Some people would perhaps suggest that a divorce or an annulment is kind of like a Catholic divorce. Mm. Um, a divorce kind of... Uh, separates something that was existing and annulment says that a valid marriage didn't take place in the first time. Now to some people that might seem like semantics but it's it's a very important distinction because we do say that um, that marriage is indissoluble. So 
kind of what are the grounds, if you like, for an annulment? To be free to to undergo the sacrament of um, marriage or matrimony, the parties in a marriage covenant are a baptized man and a woman free to contract marriage who freely express their consent. And to be free means they're not being pressured into it in any way and they're not impeded by any law. So an annulment process will kind of look back and see, was there any way that they were being pressured or was there any way that they were being impeded by any particular law? Now, if we just look at the celebration of the sacrament of marriage, this surprised me the first time I saw it written down. It's the married couple. The couple themselves are actually the ministers of the sacrament. And yeah. the priest is there just to witness it mm. on behalf of the mm. church. And you also have your two um, your two witnesses who yeah. sign the register mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. and the whole congregation. But it's actually the married couple who marry themselves in the Latin rite. And that's kind of a wonderful, beautiful sense of it, that these yeah. two people yeah. choose before mm. God mm. that they want to marry each other and they give themselves one to the other. So, John, I believe you and Anne have a couple of prayers. We do. And um, Anne, have you, have you got yours there ready that, that you might share with us, please? And this one is entitled... Spouse prayer for each other. No. Okay, please. Lord Jesus, grant that myself and John may have a true and understanding love for each other. Grant that we may both be filled with faith and trust. Give us the grace to live with each other in peace and harmony. May we always bear with one another's weaknesses and grow from each other's strengths. Help us to forgive one another's failings and grant that patience, kindness, cheerfulness and the spirits of placing the, the well-being of one another ahead of oneself. May the love that brought us together grow and mature with each passing year. Bring us both ever closer to you through our love for each other. Let our love grow to perfection. Amen. Amen. That is just such a beautiful prayer. Beautiful. Now, John, you and Anne are married 43 years. We're 43 years married, thanks to through the grace of God. Um, <laughs> and going back again, even Anne kind of mentioned it there, you know, there's no way in the world could we have got through our marriage and any other people have gone through our marriage, but by the grace of God. And we know that within that time, of course, we've had struggles and so on and so forth, the same as anybody else. But unless God and the Holy Spirit weren't there from day one and all the way through, there's no way in the world we would have got through it. Mm-hmm. Anne has these lovely attributes and she's trying her best over these 43 <laughs> years to try to educate me in those. And, you know, as the Yanks say, like, you have to hit me with by the two by four sometimes, I understand. But she's getting there. After 43 years, girls, I mean, there's hope out there. She's getting <laughs> We have a cool enough period. <laughs> we do, we do. But it, it, it's all about the perfection of Christian love, isn't it? It is. And, and the thing that we've learned over the years, too, you know, is is sharing so much mm. and, and, and having that having that confidence to be able to share 
the rough stuff and the nice stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and to be able to say, so, well, listen, sorry about that now, you turn around and I, I messed up there again, and she forgives me again, <laughs> and then we start again, and that's what it's all about, and that's the same as we hear all the time about a lot. Mm-hmm. Whenever we mess up, he says, look, start again now. Exactly. I came across a, a phrase which I completely disagree with, but it, it kind of goes around and it says, being in love means never saying I'm sorry. Mm, and mm, I'm mm. sorry, but being in love or loving a person mm. means continually saying it mm. because we all mess up all the time. Yeah. And it's only true God's grace that... Very much so, be, be, you know, because each married couple are different. Mm-hmm. And the couple within, the individual within the marriage are different. So Anne can come from a completely different background to myself. And so, and yet, by God's grace, we met. We met at a dance floor, of course, where people <laughs> usually meet at the dance floor. And, of course, I couldn't dance, and that was so obvious to everybody around the place. And she felt so sorry for me. She said, look, I'll take that guy on the But anyway, just going, just going away from that slightly. But but I think that's the thing that... that, that that guys and girls come together to come off and get married, they're not perfectly um, matched in every single sense. I need my individuality and then needs her individual. And that's a challenge with mm-hmm. marriage all the time, mm-hmm. to be able to give space. Anne gives me space and I try and give Anne space. And and there all the time, within all of that, we're saying, listen, Holy Spirit, any chance now you can get Anne to do this for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that Anne saying the same thing to her, Holy Spirit, too. So. <laughs> But no, it's it's a wonderful gift, and I think going back again, it's a sacrament. Absolutely, and the sacrament gives us grace. It does. Right? It it gives mm. you the grace um, to perfect your love for one another, mm. and it gives you the grace to kind of strengthen that decision that mm. you made forty three years ago, mm. John. Mm. Just strengthen it in in love, as you say. And if you look at the um, the actual liturgy of of a sac of the sacrament of matrimony. It includes loads of prayers of blessing and a calling down of the Holy Spirit upon the new couple because God knows it's not easy. God mm. knows that we're always going to be messing up. Um, so there's a kind of an epiclesis or a calling down of the Holy Spirit, similar to what we'd have in the Eucharist, really, that the spouses will receive the Holy Spirit as the communion of love, kind of mirroring, if you like, the love that Christ has for his church. Mm, mm. And even if you look at um, the St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he says that husbands should love their wives as Christ loves the church. And now sometimes that would scare the life out mm, of you mm, because mm, Christ mm, loves mm, perfectly. Mm, mm. Uh, but we are called to try to go for that perfection of Christian love. And of course, that doesn't only apply to married couples. Mm. That's what we're all called to do. We're all called to be saints Mm. because only saints, there are only saints in heaven. Um, And as Father Frank loves to say here in Newcastle West, he would talk about the calendar of saints. You know the way you have special saints Mm, and mm, they they mm. come up in our calendar and we mention them every week at the end of the programme. But he was saying like, everybody in heaven is a saint. Mm-hmm. But you say mm-hmm. that to somebody outside um, and they'd say, sure, I'm not holy at all. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they have mm-hmm. this sense that sanctity mm-hmm. is about being a holy Joe, which it isn't. Mm-hmm. It, it means picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, saying you're sorry to God and to people around you and loving anyway. And you mightn't always like the person, but you're called to love them. 
Yes, I suppose you too, when you're married, you have to make sacrifices for the family as well. Mm-hmm. You would go all out, so, you know, you have to mm. put the family ahead because they're young and they're impressionable and you have to look after them. Absolutely. And that's a great responsibility too, isn't it, to have yes, that? Yes, that's the mm-hmm. responsibility. And even if you look at the baptism rite, the baptism rite speaks of parents as being the first teachers of their Mm. children in the Mm. faith. Mm. And for that reason, the the Christian family is kind of called the domestic church, the little church, Mm. the little Mm. community of Christians who are learning to love and learning to kind of care for each other and grow up together and practice those human virtues and and also the Christian virtues and Christian charity Mm. as well. I suppose we'll push him into dark house or tonight. I don't think so. Maybe it's time for me now to say another little prayer. So the little prayer that I want to just share with people is one that I picked up there today. And this one, this one is entitled A Married Couple's Prayer. And it goes like this. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this life, for the gift of love and for the blessings of our marriage. We give you praise for the joy you poured into our hearts through this love, for the contentment of the family and the happiness of our home. May we always treasure the experience of loving each other in this holy union. Help us to remain forever committed to our vows, those we made to each other and to you, Lord. We need your, daily, your strength daily, Lord, as we live together with the goal of following and serving you. Develop us in in uh, develop within us the character of your son Jesus that we might love each other with the love he demonstrated with the patience respect understanding and honesty forgiveness and kindness amen amen i just love that last bit that we might love each other with the love he demonstrated with patience respect understanding honesty Forgiveness, which you have underlined, John, yeah. and kindness. Yeah, I underline that for myself now. For, no, for, for everyone. <laughs> but, but, we, but we all need that for everyone. But, yeah, that's but just thinking about that, one of the beauties from our experience anyway within the marriage and family, as Anne said, is within, within that family, there's usually one of those attributes with one of the couple. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one is mine, mm-hmm. but certainly the patience and the honesty and the forgiveness and the kindness you know, they're all within the family somewhere, and and if if one of the couple is under pressure, it's one of the gifts that the Lord has given us in a marriage, in most marriages, anyway. Thanks be to God, the other one is there to pick you up, mm-hmm. to lift you along. So we praise God and we thank God for all the marriages, and as you said, we pray for those people who are struggling. We we pray also, I suppose, this morning for those people who enjoyed many happy years of marriage. Mm. Maybe their partner now has passed on now. 30 years 40 years 50 years we think of our own parents yeah and all that and all that all that wonderful times when we spent in our homes with our parents because they got married and they decided to be open to the lord um and all, all of us little ones come along and then we grew up and, and the way god has designed the world to go through for thousands of years and we don't we don't know all of that then We've got these graces coming from these sacraments. And Absolutely. And and it's a grace that the married couple can tap into at any stage. Mm. Uh, Pope Francis, you know, he's quite witty. And he was mm. talking about marriage and about married mm. couples. And he was saying, sometimes you might even throw stuff at each yep. other. Mm. It, it'll hit the wall behind you. But he said, 
don't go to bed angry. Now, yeah. I know that's an old, old, old piece of so advice, true. but it is so true. Yeah. It is so it true. Is, is, and the, the only thing I say about that is, is over the years, my, my shots are getting bad because <laughs> I, I keep them missing her anyway. She keeps them avoiding it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the bottom line is, it's a sacrament. It is a sacrament. Does graces come from the sacrament? There's graces that come from the sacrament. It is mirrored or it's imaged or it's a sign of or it points towards God's great love for us. And if we kind of look at it in that respect, we know there is no perfect marriage. We do know that. Mm -hmm. We know that every marriage needs the grace of God. But just look to the Lord. Mm. Tap into the graces of the sacrament. And as you say, pray for patience and respect, understanding, honesty, forgiveness and kindness. Beautiful. That's lovely. lovely. I think we go for a bit of music. And a bit of music. You actually suggested we play Lorraine and I thought it, it was apt for both myself and Anne. It's one of our favourites. This is from our good friend... So, so this is from our good friend Mark Forrest and this one is entitled You Are Mine. So I'm going to dedicate it to Anne, and Anne's <laughs> looking over at me, and she says, oh, "Forget it." Anyway, let's hear Mark first. <laughs> A voice came from the cloud. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. In the silence I will lift you from all your fear You will hear my voice I claim you as my choice Be still and know I am Afraid, for I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me, and I will bring you home. I love you, and you are
the strength for all the despairing Healing for the ones who dwell in shame All the blind will see The lame will all run free I am the peace the world just cannot give I will call your name Embracing all your pain Stand up now and walk and believe Sacred Space on West Limerick 102